You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Grant Napier settling in here for the Monday edition on listener boy how in the national football league how about all of the upsets we'll uh talk about that uh joel mb test positive for covid with the 76ers kings after putting a hurting on or hurt on charlotte on friday night have their worst game of the year last night and they lose to indiana 94 to 91 uh tonight they take on the Phoenix Suns. Hey, I want to let everyone know tomorrow on my podcast, my guest is going to be Tom Brenneman. Tom was fired for a gay slur on August 19th of 2020, lost his job with the Cincinnati Reds and the NFL on Fox. I interviewed Tom a little while ago. It was a fabulous conversation. You will hear it tomorrow. If you don't like that, check it out. I think you're going to really, really like uh, the conversation that I had with Tom Brenneman. You know the routine. If you want to get on, just hit that hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Give me uh, some thoughts on the NFL games yesterday. I'll give you some of my thoughts. I don't even know where to start, but I will start with Cleveland. Does anybody out there really think that Odell Beckham is not a disaster for teams I mean, you look at what happened in New York. Now, the Giants have been banned since he left, all right? But, I mean, they couldn't wait to get rid of him. The Browns couldn't wait to get rid of him. Baker Mayfield, all right? Baker Mayfield, 41-16. to That's right, 41-16, to the Cleveland Browns. Baker didn't even really have to do a whole lot. He had two touchdowns, 218 yards had a uh, quarterback rating of 82.7. But anyone out there think that the Cleveland Browns miss Odell Beckham being on the field? I mean, really? I mean, just unbelievable. And then you have Denver. How about the Denver Broncos? They absolutely go into Dallas, and it was like men against boys. I mean, it was a domination by the Denver Broncos. I mean, on both sides of the football. But the team that I was most impressed with yesterday was the game last night. How about the Tennessee Titans? No Derrick Henry, no big deal. They go into L.A. and SoFi Stadium. Does Matt Stafford, to you, look like a guy that's going to win a Super Bowl? Seriously. How bad was Stafford last night? 
But the Tennessee defense, oh, my goodness. They absolutely destroyed the Rams. That was one heck of a performance. The Raiders, they go in against a bad Giants team. They lose. And off the field, another disaster as the Raiders have cut another former first-round pick. This time, Damon Arnett, again, one of two first-round draft picks in 2020. The other we know, Henry Ruggs. Why? A video surfaced of him making death threats while brandishing firearms. You know, there are some things you just can't really make up. There are certain things that you look at and you go, wait a minute, am I really reading that correctly? Nah, I can't be reading that correctly. Second-year cornerback Damon Arnett, again, a first-round pick in 2020. Here's the quote by Mike Mayock, the Raiders general manager. Very painful decision. We spent significant time, effort, and resources trying to help him in all aspects of his life. And he said there have been a series of bad decisions over the last year or so, but we can't stand, we cannot stand for the video of Damon with a gun threatening to take a life. The content was unacceptable. Contrary to our values and our owner, Mark Davis, has been very clear and very consistent that this is not how we will conduct ourselves in this community. The bottom line, the Raiders will not tolerate this type of behavior. Now, Mayak went on and added, that he had talked with Arnett and his father and others in his life. And he said, from my perspective, he's a very talented young man with a good heart. He cleans up his life. I know he can make a living in the NFL, but not now with the Raiders. Why did they draft him? Well, Mike Mayock said there was significant concern over his character coming out of Ohio State, but the Raiders felt they could help him on and off the field. Quote, at the time, we thought it was an acceptable risk. After doing more homework on our net than anybody we've done in the years I've been here, and obviously we missed, and that is 100% on me. Well, at least he's taking ownership for that. I doubt it's 100% on him, considering that John Gruden had full control of decisions there. But I, I, I respect Mike Mayock for saying that's 100% on him. Then you get to the 49ers who are playing without maybe this year's MVP in Kyler Murray. And the Cardinals go into Levi Stadium with Colt McCoy. And Colt McCoy throws for 250 yards, only has four incompletions. And the final is 31-17. The score at the break was 17-7. The game really was never close. And for all intents and purposes... The 49ers season has come to a screeching halt. They play the Rams on Monday Night Football. And uh, does anybody out there expect the 49ers to make a move here and get back into the race? I don't. Does anybody out there think the 49ers, once again, are not in the midst of another miserable season? Now, last year, we know why it was a bad season, right? Last year, you could blame it on injuries. What are you going to blame it on this year? What are you going to blame it on this year? Very disappointing if you are a fan of the 49ers. Very disappointing as, as well. So 
we've got some of those things that we can talk about in the National Football League. Again, yesterday was an absolutely crazy day. Monday Night Football, not the best game we've ever had on the card. Uh, it's the Bears uh, and the Steelers. So if you want to talk about that, just raise your hand, and I will put you right on, and we can talk about some of the action yesterday. Let's get started with Kyle. Kyle, how are you today? I'm great, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. What can I do for you, buddy? First off, I wanted to say congrats to your New York football Giants for the <laughs> big win yesterday. Yeah, and congrats for them screwing up their draft choice again. So thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so you still think the Buffalo Bills are going to come out of the AFC East? I do. I was a terrible loss. Uh, I know you're a Patriots fan. And I know yeah. that you're holding out hope. <laughs> uh, and I get that. And I understand. But, um, yes, I do. Uh, they, they have one less loss than New England obviously because of the buys and everything. But I, right. when I look at both these teams head-to-head, and by the way, I like what the Patriots are doing. They've won three in a row now. Mm-hmm. Here's what concerns yeah. me about New England, and I never thought I'd say this. They're terrible at home this year. You know, what are they, one yeah. and four at home? One and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but, but I'm looking at their schedule, all right, and I look, you know, you talk about winning the division, and yeah. you know as well as I do that game coming up in Buffalo in December, and then two weeks later, the day after Christmas, and I hate that. I don't understand. I said this back when the schedule came out, and we were talking about quirks in the schedule, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why is it that you're playing a team in your division twice in a span of three weeks? How freaking stupid I, is that? I don't know. <laughs> it's, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's look at the schedule coming up real quickly. Browns this week, okay, at home. Yep. Browns seem mm-hmm. like they got their mojo back, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call that a toss-up game, okay? Right. At Atlanta. At Atlanta on a I'll Sunday night. game. They, wait, what's no, that? It's a. I'll be at the Atlanta game. It's a Thursday night. Oh, Thursday night. I beg your pardon. You're going to that game? Good for you. All right. I am. Mm-hmm. So a short week. I live week. in Atlanta. Oh, good. So okay. Yeah, I'll be going to the game. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you. All right. So that's a Thursday night game on Fox. They're better than Atlanta. They should win that game. Titans, yeah. tough game. At Bills, that's the tough game. game. I think they're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. So the Titans, they might lose. Yeah. Here are the games that I think they will win. All right. Like without even, mm-hmm. they're going to win the Jaguars game, in my opinion, and they're going to win the the game uh, at Miami on January 9th. So I'm going to give you two wins there. Here are the games that, to me, I don't think they're going to win. All right? I don't think they're going to win either of the Bills games. I don't think they're going to win the Titans game. I could see them winning the Browns. I could see them winning the Falcons game. I think they will win the Falcons game. And I could see them winning at Indianapolis. I still do not see them beating Buffalo. Although, I got to tell you, I watched a lot of that. I I watched a lot of that Bills game, Kyle. The Bills looked horrific yesterday against yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah, I just think I think with Josh Allen and his in, inconsistency this year, yep. I, I I don't I don't know if they're going to be able to make a deep playoff run. I just don't know with them. Well, uh, one thing I do like about New England with their schedule, I mean, even if they don't win the division, uh, I think they got a good chance of being a wild card. Wild they card, have to, right. you know, I as well as I do, they have to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, and if right. they do that, they're going to be in the playoffs. Exactly. Um, real quick, one last question before I let you go. Yeah. Um, who's the uh, MVP this year for NFL? Right now, I would say Kyler Murray. I would say so, too. Yep. I would say so, too. All right. Good stuff. Hey, man. thanks for the call, I'll, man. Uh, catch Be you well. Yep. yep. Thank care. you. All right. Good stuff right there from Kyle. Hey, if you want to get in on the uh, program, just raise your hand uh, and we will do that. I, I still give the edge to the Bills there, uh, but I hate the schedule there. Why are you playing a team in your division twice? in a span of three weeks, right? Now, if they were somehow able to split with the Bills and beat the Browns and the Falcons, 
They'll lose to the Titans. They, you know, maybe, you know, again, I don't, and you know, the Atlanta game, by the way, I hate road teams on a short week. You know, I know Atlanta's not that good. I get that, but that's a weird schedule on a Thursday night. You know, I mean, Atlanta's not terrible. I mean, they're four and four. I mean, they're not a horrible team, but I still think that the Patriots are a better team. But on a on a Thursday night, short week, you know, short week. You see what Atlanta did to New Orleans yesterday, and that was a close game, 27 to 25. But Patriots are a better team than Atlanta. But that's a tough week. And I'll tell you what else. That's a really tough week on a rookie quarterback. That's a really hard week on a young quarterback. They're not used to preparing and having 72 hours. And that's that's not easy for Mac Jones. And I love what Mac Jones is doing. I mean, I think it, the, the Patriots have their guy. But that's a tough, tough game uh, for a young quarterback. All right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Terry Bradshaw on Fox killed him. A lot of the studio shows killed him. Uh, I saw Stephen A. Smith on ESPN killed him. I've seen a lot of other people coming down hard on Aaron Rodgers. What do you think? If he had handled this differently in August, do you think we would have treated this the same way we've treated Lamar Jackson this year, Kirk Cousins, and some others that came out and explained right out of the get-go, right out of the gate, why they're not vaccinated? All right? So my point being, okay, you may not agree with it, but they were being upfront weren't trying to deceive anybody. What do you think this does? Does this tarnish Aaron Rodgers' legacy at all? I will not share the contents of my conversation, but I actually had a nice exchange with Aaron earlier. And I will just say this. He's remaining strong to what he believes in. And I don't have any problem with that. I, I have a problem with the way it was done. I think he could have handled this better in August. I don't think even he could have possibly envisioned this firestorm. But again, I believe everyone has the freedom to make a choice. But there are consequences. Being in a league with other players and the NFL protocol, whether you like it or not. But boy, oh boy, he has been attacked uh, on all sides. He did lose a sponsor. State Farm came out with a statement today that said that they are keeping Aaron Rodgers as a spokesperson. I have to believe that is an unbelievably lucrative endorsement for Aaron Rodgers. Like, I got to believe that is very, very lucrative. Not that he's going to, like, be on food stamps if he loses that endorsement. But I'm sure he makes a ton of money uh, doing those State Farm uh, commercials. So... It'll be interesting to see if there's any kickback and blowback or whatever whatever the term is, maybe not kickback, but will there be any, oh, outrage from people? Will that hurt uh, State Farm's uh, bottom line? Because if it ends up like, uh, I think it was Megan Rapino with Subway, uh, then you won't see her on Subway commercials anymore. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. You know, it's business. And if a company like Subway... If their bottom line is going to be affected, then guess what? They're going to make changes. 
right? That's just the way it is. So raise your hand. Give me your questions as it relates to the National Football League, uh, the NBA. I told you about the news in Philadelphia. So we'll see how long Embiid is out. She has tested positive uh, for COVID. And the Celtics have lost their top scorer, Jalen Brown, to a hamstring injury. The Cavs have lost Colin Sexton. He's got a torn meniscus. They are really playing well. That is not, that is the last thing uh, that they want. And then we know what's going on with Robert Sarber in Phoenix with the Phoenix Suns. Now, Damian Lillard, all right, said that he is going to be the same person while the team opens up an investigation into the president of basketball operations, Neil Olshey. Lillard said the games continue, our jobs continue, and that's all we can do. He said that's what we can control is doing our job and being prepared. And me being here for 10 years now is being a big part of this organization and this team. It's my job to continue to do that the way I know and I have, and that's what I can control, and that's what I'll do. So there's an outside law firm that will conduct a full, fair, and independent review into alleged concerns about the workplace environment. How about that? It's crazy what's going on in the world of sports, huh? Uh, it really, really is. We'll see. All right, again, raise your hand. Hit your hand icon, and uh, we will talk some sports right here. But uh, NBA, by the way, when you speak about Portland, and you look at their rough start, and, you know, a new coach this year, as uh, Terry Stotts, who I did not think deserved to be out of there, but now Portland is, I say rough start for them, but they're 5-5. Five and five. They're tied with Sacramento, the Lakers at 5-5. Five and five. The Clippers now, look out for the Clippers who got off that miserable start. They've now won four in a row. And uh, the Kings, as I said, at 5-5, five and five, uh, take on a Phoenix Suns team that all of a sudden has found themselves. They've won four in a row. They started their win streak, I believe, after Sacramento beat them. And Phoenix, though, has had a very lopsided schedule. Only six games, or six games at home and only two games uh, on the road. So... This should be a very good game tonight, uh, Phoenix uh, and Sacramento, all right, before the Kings uh, hit the road, I believe, for a four-game trip. Other games, uh, you know, New York's at Philly, Brooklyn at Chicago, Memphis hosts Minnesota, New Orleans is in Dallas, uh, Denver home to Miami, Atlanta is at Golden State, and Charlotte takes on the L.A. Lakers. So, again, if you want to get in, uh, you want to talk some football, some basketball, uh, your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. Again, if you are just joining me, I want to invite everyone. I'm very uh, excited about tomorrow's podcast as my guest is going to be Tom Brenneman. And I recorded the interview with Tom this afternoon, and I will just say this, all right? It is a very honest, very straightforward, uh, with great revelations from a man that lost his career for making a gay slur over what a hot mic. A hot mic is when you're broadcasting 
and you don't know that your microphone is on because you're not on the air, like if you're in a commercial and someone forgets to turn your mic off or you forget to turn it off, they call that a hot mic. And so he was speaking when he thought he was not on the air and he made a gay slur that went over the air. He went on and did an apology in the middle of the game. And then he lost both of his jobs with the Cincinnati Reds and Fox Sports. So tomorrow, it will be Tom Brenneman. And I really invite you uh, to listen to that conversation. Because after listening to Tom, well, I've known Tom for a while, but after listening to Tom, I've got a really, I have a great deal of respect and admiration for how he's handled this very difficult uh, situation. So that is coming up tomorrow on my podcast, if you don't like that. All right, again, hit your hand icon, raise your hand. uh, If you want to ask me a question, what's going on? NFL game tonight, Chicago uh, and Pittsburgh, but a lot of very surprising scores yesterday in the National Football League. You know, you're getting into November and you would think that the good teams are starting to separate themselves from the bad teams. That was not the case. That was not the case at all. All right. You had the Broncos who go into Dallas and steamroll the Cowboys. Very, very surprising there. Very surprising that the Giants beat the Raiders. Very surprising that the Jaguars beat the Bills. Right. Uh, surprising that the Titans went into L.A. and manhandled the Rams 28-16. to 16. A lot of surprising scores uh, in the National Football League. I don't know if you heard Rex Ryan earlier. Boy, did he come down on Mike McCarthy talking about how stupid it was to have Dak Prescott Prescott in the game when the game was over and said that had Prescott been injured, Jerry Jones probably would have fired Mike Holmgren at the end of the game. He's probably right. But, no, you know, you got to go with what you go with, and a lot of coaches don't take players out even in lopsided games. Uh, The Raiders now at 5-3, and and now they're going to play Kansas City uh, coming up on Sunday Night Football. As a matter of fact, when you look at the games uh, coming up in Week 10, and again, it's still hard to believe I say this every single time I talk about the schedule, that we are in Week 10 in the National Football League coming up, right? Uh, Baltimore is at Miami on Thursday night. You have Atlanta is in Dallas. New Orleans travels to Tennessee. Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Cleveland at New England. Bills are in New York to take on the Jets. Pittsburgh hosts Detroit. Tampa at Washington. Carolina at Arizona. Chargers and Vikings in L.A. Philly at Denver. Green Bay home to Seattle. Kansas City at Vegas. By the way, Russell Wilson's been given the green light to resume his practicing and everything else. And then uh, you have the Rams and the 49ers coming up for you on Monday night. I think that Cleveland-New England game, that's going to be a really interesting game. Cleveland coming off that big win yesterday against Cincinnati where they were just manhandling them. Burrow did not play well in that game. Terrible interception on the opening drive that was returned 97 yards for a touchdown. He did not look good. But, uh, boy, the Browns did look good. I give them a lot of credit. And now, as I said, they go to New England, who has not played well at home this year. That's one of the good games on the card. And then, you know, Kansas City at Vegas. You know, the, Is Kansas City going to be able to get off the mat, right? Is Kansas City 
And when I say get off the mat, they've won a couple games in a row, but they have not looked good uh, doing that. They have not looked good doing that uh, at all. I mean, they they have not looked good. Plain and simple, they have not looked good. Hey, if you want to get on, uh, raise your hand, and uh, we will get you right on. You can talk about any of the games that uh, we have watched yesterday. And if you want to talk NBA or Aaron Rodgers, again, we will do that as well uh, right here on Listen Up. By the way, I want to thank those that have reached out to me about what time uh, you would like this show. And we've got a lot of different opinions, so I'm still sorting that out right now. We're coming on 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. You know, maybe I'll try, you know, 4 to 5 for a while, but I want to, you know, kind of get a pulse of what you would uh, like to see. Uh, in that uh, department. Something else that happened yesterday, and I can't really understand this. And it really, like, I again, it's one of these stories that I had to do a double take and I had to say, wait a minute, is this really true? It had to do with a couple of the members of the Minnesota Vikings coming out in pregame warmups wearing free Odell t-shirts. Free Odell. A couple of guys that he played with in LSU. Like, how unprofessional can you get? Seriously, being on the Minnesota Vikings and having players come out wearing free Odell T-shirts, like Odell's in prison or something, you know, making $7.5 million, all right, playing football for the Cleveland Browns. And you're going to have to have players on the Minnesota Vikings coming out in pregame warmups with T-shirts saying free Odell. What kind of What kind of world are we living in? Free Odell. Seriously. Yeah, the, the Giants couldn't wait to get rid of him. The Browns can't wait to get rid of him. But, yeah, it's no one's fault. It's not Odell's fault. It's everyone else's fault. Free Odell. What? What? Uh, disgraceful. Seriously. And it's amazing to me, and I really mean this, how teams don't have better control of what their players wear when they go to work. I really mean that. I, I don't ever – I don't know what happened to the National Football League's uniform protocol. It's just absurd. It really is. You're allowing players to go out on the field wearing free Odell T-shirts, players on the Minnesota Vikings. Like, what What do you – why? Why? Anyway, I saw that. I was glad to see the Vikings lose. You know, you're more concerned about how you look and making a statement about Odell Beckham than maybe getting ready to play the game. Good. Now your season's over. All right, you're three and five. Go out and wear your T-shirts all, all day if you want because you know what? You, you, you're done. Your season's over because your team's not very good. That's why. So go ahead. Keep on wearing what you want to wear. You're going to lose this week at the Chargers. You're going to lose when Aaron Rodgers comes back against the Packers. You'll, you might beat the 49ers. You'll beat the Lions. Maybe beat the Steelers. I don't know. But you're going to lose to the Rams. You're going to lose at Green Bay in January. Season is over. Go ahead. Go wear your shirts. All right? Go ahead and make your statement. Free Odell. You know, you're more concerned about what you're wearing before the game. Go ahead. That's great. That's a really good look. Again, I don't know how Mike Zimmer and the Vikings allow that. That makes no sense to me at all. Uh, and I don't know why the NFL allows that. It's a bad look for the National Football League. It's a bad, bad look. Bad look. All right, again, Russell Wilson has been okay to play after his finger injury, so that is good news uh, for Seattle. The bad news for Seattle is when you look at the standings and you look at where they stand, they're three and five. 
So they're going to have to go on an amazing run to get back into the uh, playoff picture. Plain and simple. You're going to have to make a big-time run to get into uh, the playoff picture. You know, when you look at the NFC right now, right, and you look at what injuries have done the teams, but when you look at Seattle, you have Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa, and Dallas. Those are your divisional winners. The loser of the NFC West, whether it's the Rams or the Cardinals, clearly is going to be one wild card team. I don't think I think the Saints are going to drop off, but they're five and three. Atlanta's still alive. Carolina with four. A lot of bad teams in the NFL. A lot of bad teams in the National uh, Football League. All right, why don't we uh, get to some more phone calls here, and we uh, check in with Al. Al, I hope you had a good weekend. How are you today, sir? Grant, it was great until the game last night. My Rams, man, they they got beat up. And, and you know, I mean, I really – I'm not making excuses, but Stafford spotted them 14 points. The defense actually played pretty well. They held Tennessee to under 200 yards in offense. Stafford looked terrible. You know, what was he – I mean – uh, what's your take on Stafford? I mean, I've been a Rams fan for 54 years, and I've called you a lot of stuff. I think you're better off with him than Goff, because Goff just seemed to, like, really lose his confidence towards the end when Gurley's knee couldn't hold up any longer, and then he became the focal point to me that he couldn't handle being the focal point. Goff was very, very effective when Gurley was the guy and, and you know, and carrying it. But now... Now, Steph, I mean, that you're going down. You live for another play. You know, you're going down. Well, I'll tell you, just... All right, I'll, I'm going to tell you what I think of Stafford. Here's what I here's what I don't know about Stafford. I don't know how he's going to play in big games because in Detroit, when he had his big games, he didn't play very well, but he didn't have many of them. So right. last night was how I label that a big game, NBC, Sunday Night Football, and he was terrible. Right. But I, I don't know how Stafford's going to do in a playoff game and whether you can clearly count on him. He made some glaring mistakes last night. He looked lost out there. He looked completely – he had no pocket presence last night. Uh, He held on to the ball too long. He was terrible. And you can't afford that in January. You know what? Thank thank you. I mean, I I give the Titans credit, but some of those sacks, I mean, he's standing back there. I mean, pull the trigger. I mean, he's got – you know, progressively he's sacked. But let me ask you, he didn't practice the whole week. I mean, how does a guy, how does a player, I know he's a veteran, 12 years in the league, but how do you not practice the whole week and then and then play? Yep. I mean, yep. I don't I'm, know. I'm, I mean, yep. hey, listen. I, I'm just, uh, yep. I'm hoping that they can, it's going to work out. I have to hope, you know, what, what else, what other choice I have. But anyway, Thanks, congratulations man. to your Giants, man. They Thank they you. played hard, man. They they played, I know you were talking about the draft pick earlier, but you know, <laughs> as you pointed out earlier, you pointed this out before. Teams aren't gonna aren't gonna tank. No, the draft. They no, they don't when, care. You know the players. Whoop! I lost you, Al. My bad, and that was on me, not you. That's my bad. I apologize, Alfred. Thank you very much for the call. I'll follow up your point. Uh, you are one hundred percent correct. The players they don't care about draft picks. They really don't. And I apologize uh, for hitting the uh, back in the audience button. All right. You call again uh, on another day, and we'll continue the conversation. But thank you very much. Here's the deal with Stafford. What's Matt Stafford ever done? Right? Never won a big game in his entire career in Detroit. Not once. 
I don't know how he's going to do on the biggest of stages, which will be in January. I don't know. So you tell me. You have, seriously, do you have any idea if Matt Stafford can handle the pressure of an NFL playoff game in January? I sure don't. Not at all. All right, if you want to get on before we uh, say goodbye for the day, hit your hand icon, and we will put you right on. All right? A lot to talk about. Monday Night Football, not a good game. Not really a good game. To me, you're looking at the Bears and the Steelers. Yeah, two tremendous franchises, but I don't see that as a really, really uh, good game tonight. I'll, I'll watch it. Why? Because it's the NFL, uh, and you know what? I'll watch it. But not really – doesn't excite me. Let's put it that way. Uh, probably the games that I'm going to watch next week more than any, that Cleveland-New England game, and then I think the Sunday night game with Kansas City and the Raiders. Again, I don't think Kansas City looks very good at all. They really don't. They don't look good at all. I mean, they, they you know, if Aaron Rodgers had played yesterday – that's not even close. Not even close. I mean, I just don't see it. Not at all. Kansas City is a really, uh, I don't know, they're just struggling to me. Offensively, defensively, they just don't look very good. They do not look very good. All right, so tomorrow, give me more of your phone calls. Let's get into it. Kings tonight and Phoenix. If you want to talk about the Aaron Rodgers saga and him getting killed by everyone. I'm happy to talk about that as well. But uh, we'll do a little NBA tomorrow. Again, the Kings and Suns tonight. A couple of other interesting uh, matchups in the NBA, one being Miami and Denver as the Heat open up. I believe it's a five-game road trip. Uh, that should be a good game tonight. Miami beating Utah over the weekend. That's going to be an interesting game tonight, Miami uh, and Denver. Hey, it's always great to have you on. I really appreciate your support. We'll do it again tomorrow. Make it a fabulous rest of the day. Stay safe, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to Grant Napier. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply